How are you now? How are you now? Still preseason, folks. It's still preseason. And I gotta tell you something. I'm not gonna give you the score of the game up front in this episode. I got asked by a couple of people, actually, <clears throat> to not give away the score at the beginning of the episode. Apparently, some of you don't actually watch preseason games, and I don't blame you. They don't matter, uh, other than trying to evaluate some of the players, and you can easily get that information after the fact. I don't blame anybody for not making time in their schedule to watch preseason game. After all, what are we talking about? We're talking about practice. We're talking about practice, and we're talking this time about the Montreal Canadiens versus the Ottawa Senators. Hello and welcome to another preseason episode of the Bottom Six Minutes podcast presented by Habs Eyes and the Prize. I am Matt Drake, and let's just get into the recap. Why don't we? Since some of you haven't watched the game, we might as well just tell you what happened, and then we can talk about the performances after the fact. So, Montreal Canadiens iced the puck in the first three seconds of that game, and I thought this is an ominous sign of bad things to come, uh, but not so much. Not so much, honestly. Less than two minutes into the game, uh, first penalty of the game goes against Kirby Doc. So again, I'm thinking it's going to be a rough one. It was a soft call. He barely touched him. But then the Habs got their own power play after they killed that one off. They had good puck movement on the power play. They were looking pretty decent. And about six and a half minutes into the game, uh, not on the power play. This was five on five play. Jared Davidson comes flying in down the left side. He drives towards the net, throws it out front to Brandon Gignac. He puts it in a little bit awkwardly, but they don't ask how. They ask how many. It's one nothing for the Montreal Canadiens. Later on in the period, gutless hit by Zach McEwen on Caden Gooley. Just comes. Gooley's at the offensive blue line, and McEwen comes from uh, an angle where you absolutely can't see him and hits him right in the numbers. Uh, and that was really your sign of what was to come from the Ottawa Senators in this game. Not good. Gooley luckily was okay. And they did get a power play out of it, but the power play did not nearly look as good as it did in the first go around. Uh, they looked a little bit disorganized on the second one. Uh, so that was a little bit concerning. But with a little bit over six minutes left to play, Kirby Doc, he's trying to work his way in in the offensive zone, has a shot, puck kind of bouncing around on the slot a little bit, and Uri Slavkovsky comes out of nowhere, pounces on that puck, and puts it upstairs. It's 2 nothing for the Montreal Canadiens, and that is your score at the end of one we go into the second, and in the early second, the Habs are buzzing. They're getting chances left, right, and center. Ice is tilted for them. But then Emil Heinemann runs into Eunice Corposalo, gets two minutes for goaltender interference, and the Sens go right to work. The penalty kill is a problem. If if this preseason is any indication of what we're going to see in the regular, uh, it's a problem. Dominic Kubalik on the back door, absolutely untouched, nobody on him. Nothing Jake Allen can do. It's 2-1. to one. And then Ridley Gregg runs into Allen. Um, kind of like revenge, I guess, for Emil Heinemann's uh, goaltender interference. And now Habs are on the power play, and the best chance they actually got was from Uri Slavkovsky. He had a great drive into the sl- into the low slot from the right-hand side, uh, but he got absolutely robbed by Corpusalo. Then we get more dirty play from the Senators. Donovan Sabrango, for whatever fucking reason, with an absolutely gutless knee on Jared Davidson. Uh, he's skating up towards him, lining him up for the hit. Der- Jared Davidson's clearly about to get around him. He just sticks his leg right out there. Uh, Gignac had the jump on him and it, it drew a crowd and uh, it's like you know what, what are we doing here like why are you guys doing this bullshit in a preseason game that doesn't matter I mean what, why do you do it at all in any game is, is another question but really in the preseason particularly settle down guys there's no need for this bullshit not long after that, it seemed to energize the Senators somehow. Uh, Metsir Joseph cuts into the zone, and he beats Jake Allen. Uh, I don't even care at this point, really, because it's supposed to be a practice game, and they're they're playing like just trying to injure Montreal Canadiens players. 
that doesn't feel like something I want to continue watching. But anyways, I didn't blame Jake Allen for that goal. Um, Caden Primo came in not long after that, although it's not like Allen got yanked or anything. It's It was just normal. They were planning on splitting that game in half. And uh, Primo doesn't fare a whole lot better. A little bit later on, they got some four-on-four play, and guess who? It's Mathieu Joseph again, streaking in on the left side, and he rips one through. It looks like maybe David Savard got a piece of that on the way, and that's why it beat Primo. But I felt like that's a, a shot that you have to stop. It's a shot that you have to stop. Um, not too sure how I feel about that one, but it makes it 3-2 to two in favor of the Senators, and that is your score at the end of two periods. Into the third period, uh, more shenanigans as a result of everything that happened in the first two. Uh, no real surprise there. The refs kind of lost control of this one and weren't really getting it back. They were calling penalties, most of them against the Habs, and just really not getting control back of it. But anyways, um, Mark Kasselik gets hit clean by Kirby Doc early in the third and throws an absolute fit, tries to fight him, uh, is like hugging his leg behind the net at one point and trying to twist it or something. And somehow, out of all that, with Kasselik dropping his gloves and trying to fight Kirby Doc, they get coincidental minors. So th- this is my example there. The refs losing control of the game. We're not going to turn this into a rant about the officials, but eh, they sucked. Right, But a little bit later in the period, despite all that, seemed to fire the Habs up a little bit. Cole Caulfield coming in on the right-hand side of the ice. He just puts one on net. And this didn't even look like he was trying to score. Honestly, I think he was trying to get a rebound. And he did. And it was Sean Monaghan there to sweep it into the net and ties the game up at three. Later in the game, more bullshit from the refs, though. I told you guys I'm not going to turn this into a rant about the refs, but I got to say it. Uri Slavkovsky gets cross-checked in the back right in front of the ref. No call on Ridley Gregg. But sure as God's got sandals, Uri Slavkovsky gets called for a trip. Now, it was a trip, but you, you, if you call the cross-check in the back while Uri Slavkovsky was down on his knees, there's not going to be a trip after that anyways. So more bullshit from the rest. But it doesn't matter. We're past the midway point of the period. Cole Caulfield, this time, he takes a feed from Nick Suzuki after Suzuki gains the zone, cuts to the middle, shoots short side, and chicken wings Eunice Corpusalo. Corpusello did get a piece of it, but it gets through into the net. It's 4-3. to three. The Senators would pull the goalie and try to get um, another one with the extra attacker and tie this game up. They could not. And now I can finally tell you guys the final score, 4-3 to three in favor of your Montreal Canadiens. Player of the game, who's it going to be? It's Uri Slavkovsky. And I'm not just saying this because he's been getting hate online in the last couple of weeks. People have been very worried about him. Uh, there's been you know, good and bad from him at camp. And so far, um, people don't seem too enthusiastic about uh, his development. And I got to say, this was easily the best performance he's put on. And I'm throwing camp, everything into that. This game was his best. And I think a lot of it had to do with playing with Kirby Doc. But let's give... Uri Slavkovsky, his flowers. That was a fantastic game. He was very engaged offensively. He looked more confident with the puck. Uh, he's forechecking hard. He did take that penalty, which was a bit of a, you know, not super boneheaded, but a little bit of a boneheaded reaction to getting cross-checked and not getting the call. Just because you don't get a call doesn't mean you can skate out and go trip a guy, right? He was frustrated. Uh, I'm willing to chalk that one up to not not a rookie, but I guess sophomore mistake. Uh, but he was great in that game. They controlled over 90% of the shots, or shot attempts, rather, when he was on the ice. In fact, that line that he was on, him, Kirby Doc, and Raphael Harvey-Pinard, you could call that line overall the players of the game if you want to. They were fantastic. 90% shot attempt share at 5-on-5. Five five. They were magnificent. And I just said this on the SICK podcast 
I'm going to say it again here. They need to staple those three together for the rest of camp. They need to staple them together and play them until it stops working. Because if they've found, if they've caught lightning in a bottle here, which they may have, right? Doc and Slavkovsky have clear chemistry and Rafael Harvey Pinar works with almost anybody. That line, magnificent. Need to try that as many times as possible throughout the course of the preseason. I want to see it again. They got a back-to-back against Toronto coming up on Friday, Saturday. I'd like to see it at least in one of those games. I know you probably don't want to do both because you don't want to overload them, right? It's preseason. It's practice. But at the very least, give those guys one more game together. And then if it works again, if it works against the Leafs, then you know you've got something. And maybe that's your second or maybe your third line, whatever you want to call it, right? That's one of your lines going into the season uh, at the season opener. It was excellent. And um, you're Slavkovsky, your player of the game. You could give a close second to Kirby Doc and uh, Rafael Harvey-Pinal on that line. They the ice was tilted in their favor whenever they were out there. It was it was it was a great thing to see, and Slavkovsky in particular, I think, you know, he needed that. Marty St. Louis was talking about it that you know I can't buy him confidence. There's no way I can just go to him and just give him the confidence that he needs to be better out there. And it seemed like he had the confidence. It seemed like Kirby Doc was able to buy him the confidence and give it to him. So, um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed seeing that. I think a lot of the fan base was probably made to feel a lot better overall about his development to see that game. And I know it's only one game, but look, we, we got to take the positives where we can. And that was a huge positive for the Montreal Canadiens. Outside of that, um, Caden Gooley, magnificent game. I don't know why the fuck, but the RDS broadcasts in between the first and second were saying that he wasn't playing well. And uh, I don't know what game they were watching because I thought he was magnificent in all three periods. He looked great out there just because he's not putting the puck in the net doesn't mean that he's not playing well he was running the point perfectly um in his own zone he was excellent at one point uh i want to say it was Metsir Joseph drove the net a little bit too hard at the end of a play uh trying to get to a puck that was being covered up by Caden Primo and Caden Gooley comes right over there and tackles him keeps him on the ice he's protecting his goaltender uh he's doing it within the rules and he's moving the puck very well as well like when he's coming out of his own zone his first pass is on point every single time and it's crisp and it's tape to tape Everything he's doing out there screams top pair NHL defenseman. Top pair NHL defenseman. He's a lot more ready for it this year than he was last year, I think. And if you disagree, RDS or whoever, that's your prerogative. You're you're absolutely free to disagree with anything that I say or anything that anybody says. Really, it's a free country. Or if you live in America, it's definitely a free country. They never let you forget it. So you can think whatever you want. But... I believe that we are seeing a player that is absolutely ready to really take over those top pair minutes. And now he's finally got some experience to go with it. So I think he's going to be better this year than he was last year. Um, he did take that hit from behind, that horse shit from Zach McEwen in the first period. But he came back really nicely from it. Really nicely. So great game from Kaden Gooley. Uh, really enjoyed that 100%. Also, on the point, William Trudeau. William Trudeau is quietly making a case to start the year on the Montreal Canadiens. I know it's going to be a really hard mountain for him to climb because there's so many defensemen right now, but we did just find out that apparently Mike Matheson is injured, so there might be an opportunity for him, for him there to potentially get some games at the start of the season with the Habs. So, and, and if he does, I mean, you could do a lot worse than William Trudeau. His penalty killing was magnificent, um, similar to... Gouli, what I would say is that his touches on the puck, his, his first pass is very smart. Uh, he's playing very physical, which is something that you saw from him a lot in junior as well. And he just, he, he looks like an NHL player. 
I don't think he can play top pair minutes like Gooley, but uh, you put him on the bottom pair right now, I would be, frankly, and this is going to be an unpopular thing for me to say, I would be slightly more comfortable with him than Arbor Jackeye. Now, that depends on the situation, because now that I bring up Jackeye, I got to mention, they should have had Jackeye on the ice for this game. With the way that the Sens were playing, with the lineup that they iced, they should have looked at that lineup card and gone, yeah, Jackeye, you're, you're playing tonight. We need the Sheriff. Right, And there's going to be games where you absolutely need that. But I would like to see some William Trudeau games uh, because I think he deserves it and I think he's playing well enough to potentially uh, take his first NHL steps this season. Um, Really good game from him. Up front, we still got some other things to talk about too. Um, Sean Monaghan skated with Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield. No surprise, Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield are still really good at hockey. Sean Monaghan, he works on that line. He works. That could be an option for them. I don't have a problem with it. I'm still going to keep beating my drum where I want them to try Joshua Roy on that line at least once in the preseason. But Monaghan works there. Uh, he can play on that wing, and he gives you that flexibility too if ever you want to you know, put him out there and have him take a draw now and then. If he ends up being more comfortable in the face-off circle, if he's got better numbers in the face-off circle, or if there's just a matchup where you think he's going to do better on a face-off, you know, it might give you better overall results and face-offs in the offensive zone. That could be something that might benefit them. Uh, I thought that line was really good. And, of course, the talent of Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield shines no matter who you put on that line. So I think they need to be a little bit better defensively. But overall, um, that that worked, and it could definitely be an option for them to start the season. Um, I, I wouldn't begrudge him it, right? Again, I, I want to see a while on that line at least once. But they they need to figure out something because it's been a, a real challenge for them. Doc worked there a little bit, but now we know Doc has to play center especially if if that chemistry with Slavkovsky is going to continue, which means they need to find somebody. Whether it's Raphael Harvey-Pinard, whether it's Sean Monaghan, whether it's Joshua Roy, somebody has to be able to work with those two. Sean Monaghan works. The only question is, do they have somebody who works better? I'm not ragging on Sean Monaghan at all. Uh, He played a great game. He obviously went in there and cleaned up that uh, Cole Caulfield shot. Uh, So he played well, and he definitely works with them. He works. He works. The question is, does he work enough? But uh, I guess we're going to find out because unless they decide to, you know, surprise everybody and put Joshua Roy on the starting lineup or on the opening night lineup, rather, um, it seems like they're going to need an NHL body there. And uh, Sean Monahan is that guy. He looks healthy, too, by the way. He actually landed a really big hit uh, on Mathieu Joseph in the third period. He lost his stick. And Matsur Joseph was kind of coming towards him, and he just he was going to go over and pick up a stick, and then he went, fuck it, and he just planted him with a nice hit. Uh, Kirby Doc also, by the way, was very physical in that game. I should mention that. I don't know if I talked about that when I was talking about him, but um, yeah, there was good physicality from the Habs. Annoying, dirty physicality from the Senators. Go figure. And then Jared Davidson. What, what, what more can you say about Jared Davidson so far at this camp? He's done nothing but play fantastic hockey whether it's in the scrimmages the rookie tournament and now in the preseason he looks great drives wide had an opportunity to shoot there uh, but instead of shooting he kind of just throws it out front for Brandon Gignac and uh, that was the opening goal of the game like I I really am impressed with Jared Davidson I know he doesn't have an NHL deal he's not two-way so he can only play for Laval but man if he hasn't put himself on the map with the organization he for sure by next year I think we'll be on a two-way deal and get an opportunity to play for the Habs um he's been great his shot is heavier than I remember it being when I watched him play in junior and um 
man, it's it's another fifth round pick where the Habs seem to have struck gold. I don't know what it is about the fifth round. Apparently, they should just trade for everybody's fifth rounders, and uh, we might be we might be winning a cup in a couple of years with a roster that's completely staffed with fifth round picks. I don't know. I don't know. It just seems to work out for them. So, um, really great game from him, and uh, it's been just a series of great hockey from him uh, throughout the course of this camp. So, it's a good problem for the Montreal Canadiens to have to have so many young guys who are starting to look like they're ready to go. You had a few that didn't necessarily look ready to go. I mean, Emil Heineman was, he was meh. He, he was okay. He wasn't great. Matthias Norlinder didn't do enough for me um, to really solidify the idea that he could be playing in, in Montreal. Um, Philip Machar looks like he could absolutely play in the AHL, but I, I wouldn't be penciling him into any, any iteration of the NHL lineup this season. Uh, but it was a good game overall. The Habs definitely dominated the centers. Um, I don't think that you want to hang your hat on that too much because that was largely an AHL lineup. They didn't have their big guns out in Ottawa. So we'll, we'll see what the next one looks like. They've got their three next preseason games are all against Toronto, two in Montreal and then one in Toronto, and then they'll play Ottawa again. So we might see a much more complete Ottawa team in that game, but we'll also see a much more complete Montreal Canadiens team. So um, could be interesting. It's going to start getting thinner. Uh, they're probably going to start making cuts pretty soon. I would expect maybe they might even make a couple of cuts before the first game against Toronto on Friday. So stay tuned for that. We'll find out. Uh, until then, we got what we got tomorrow night off or tonight off, depending on when you're listening to this. And then we'll be back in action against Elise on Friday. So uh, that's it for this one. What are we running? A little over 18 minutes. So it's a great soirée for les employés de soutien. We are on Spotify, Google Play, Apple, Megaphone. I'm on Twitter at DrakeMT. Drop me a follow. I appreciate it very much. Thank you, as always, for listening. And of course, à la prochaine. God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki season two. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.